Lee. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, Edison family, depending on where you're connected from. I want to welcome everyone to another session of Inspired by the World Global Time of Division. With the Lord and with ourselves as brethren, first I'd like to use the opportunity to thank our highly esteemed sister Amarakma and esteemed co-host for the opportunity to lead today's intercessory prayer. Today we're going to pray for God's choosing leadership across the nations of the world. And our scripture reading is taken from Psalm chapter 22, verse 27 to 28, NIV translation, I read. All the ends of the earth we remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations we bow down before him, for dominion belongs to the Lord, and he rules over the nations. Esteemed family, we're going to pray for the salvation of all leaders of nations. Declare that they will know Christ Jesus and live an exceptional life emulating the principles of Christ as they lead. Declare that only those who will revere God and will serve him for the good of their communities come to positions of power and authority in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Esteemed families, kindly unmute your mic and begin to pray fervently in the spirit using the above prayer points. Malakusha Brahan Delegate. And <laughs> Heavenly Father, we pray for all the leaders of the nations of the world, and we declare words upon them. That those who will revere you will be those that will come to the positions of power. Those that will be against the children of God, they will never see that space to take charge. And as many that are already on the seat of their power, that are not in line with what God is talking today, we declare that the Spirit of God will touch their heart and they will begin to walk and act in accordance to the will of God, to the favor of the children of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the answered prayer. For in Jesus, the most beautiful name we have prayed. Amen. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Amarakma and esteemed co-host for the opportunity to lead. Thank you, esteemed family, for being part of today's intercessory prayer. Thank you for the changes you are causing around the world. Thank you, esteemed prayer team, for sacrifice and labor of love. God bless you. Right now, I will hand over to the praise and worship team for the next session. Thank you all and do enjoy the rest of devotion. God bless you all. Oh, glory to God, hallelujah. Malikande, inamo senia. Le matusi peki pahatusi na handa gadashki. Blessed be your name, oh God, hallelujah. 
I have seen your greatness in my life, O Lord, and beheld your power and your glory. You were more than I can imagine. You're my time and eternity. Lord, you are my life. You're the beauty of my harmony. You're the sweet sound of my melody. You're the never-ending music of my heart. Oh, Lord, you are my life. I have seen your greatness in my life, O oh Lord, and beheld your power and your glory. You were more than I can imagine. You're my time and eternity. Lord, you are my life. You're the beauty of my harmony. You're the sweet sound of my melody. You're the never-ending music of my heart. Lord, you are my life. My voice will never tire of praising you. You're my strength, my joy, my song. You're absolutely wonderful and amazing. Lord, you are my life. My voice will never tire of praising you. You're my strength, my joy, my song. You're absolutely wonderful and amazing. Lord, you are my life. Oh, Lord, you are my life. Oh, I have seen your greatness in my life, oh Lord. Hey, we have seen your greatness in our lives, oh Lord. Hey, and beheld your power and your glory. You're a more than my quick imagine. You're our time and eternity. Lord, you are our lives. You're the beauty of our harmony. You're the sweet sound of our melody. You're the never-ending music of our hearts. Lord, you are our lives. Oh, we have seen your greatness in our lives, O oh Lord, and beheld your power and your glory. You are more than we can imagine. You're our time and eternity. Lord, you are our lives. You're the beauty of our morning. You're the sweet sound of our melodies. You're the never-ending music of our hearts. Lord, you are our lives. Our voices will never tire of praising you. You're our strength, our joy, our song. You're absolutely wonderful and amazing. Lord, you are our lives. Lord, our voices will never tire of praising you. You're our strength, our joy, our song. You're absolutely wonderful and amazing. 
Lord, you are up. Oh, my voice will never tire of praising you. You're my strength, my joy, my song. Lord, you're absolutely wonderful and amazing. Oh my life. Hallelujah. Lord, you are our life. Thank you, Lord. You bring joy, strength, peace, pleasure forevermore. We wonder what life would have been without you. You are life itself. <laughs> and you are the one who gives our lives meaning. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege to be a partaker of the divine nature. A member of the heavenly pantheon. Thank you for calling us and making us just like you, bringing us into your God family and sharing everything that you are and have with us. Your love is overwhelming. Your love is so incomprehensible. It surpasses human expectations. Thank you, Father. You are alive. We owe all that we are and have to you. Everything comes from you. Everything exists in you. Everything starts from you, finds an ex its existence in you. And everything is sustained by you. Even that which we give, you first gave us, yet you return in harvest that which we give to you. Lord, you, you compare with no one no one, there's just only one like you. You're God all by yourself. And you are so good. You are so, so good. We have tested of your goodness. And we testify that you are good. You, Lord, are good. <laughs> oh, Balakosha Wherever you are, if you have that testimony that the Lord is good, thank him, thank him, tell him, say, call your name, say, I am Maka, I testify, dear Lord, that you are good. And if you can lift your hands wherever you are, lift up your hands and thank him. Oh, thank you, Lord. Glory to your name forevermore. Amen. Praise God, praise God, praise God. The Lord is gracious and he's kind. Today is Wednesday, the 23rd of August. Good morning, afternoon, good evening, esteemed family. Who is excited to be here? I am. Hallelujah. If you're joining us for the first time, you are welcome to the family. It's been a beautiful journey this August. And um, in our 30 days of meditation, it's just been from glory to glory. Okay, so who listened to Higher Life Conference Volume 10? If you did, you like today's devotional article and it just is like a continuation of a class. <laughs> First and foremost, High Life Volume 10 is like a crash course on all the classes that um, Pastor has been teaching us about um, the um, prophetic timelines and what's happening in our time, you know, um, with the age that we are in. We Rule by His Name is the title of today's devotional article. And now he is exalted as first above every ruler authority, government, and realm of power in existence. He is gloriously enthroned over every name that is ever praised 
not only in this age, but in the age that is coming, Ephesians 1, 21, TPT. As you study the books of Isaiah, Daniel, Ezekiel, Zechariah, Amos, Hosea, and the book of Revelations, Revelation, as well as First and Second Thessalonians, you will gain clarity about God's timeline from the creation until the establishment of the heavenly city, the New Jerusalem. Some of these books tell us about different world governments that ruled the world as opportunities were given to them by God. Okay, so who can tell us quickly the government that ruled the world before the church age? There were seven of them. If you listen to the message yesterday, you will know the seven of them. So a quick one. You have one minute. You can use the chat room. The the ones that the the there there were seven different governments that ruled the 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 people of God that is um from the time of the Israelites. I didn't say the seventh, I said the seven, all the seven from number one to number seven. So Pastor Pastor showed us and um, taught us in the message yesterday. Let's see who here who heard. Because if you if you take if you listen to the messages, you will know these things. Which was the first one? Well, the first one was Egypt, because Egypt um Egypt was the very first um um, um government that ruled over Israel, and you know that Israel represented the Old Testament church. Then we came as the New Testament church, as the um. Okay. I'm not seeing anybody who has given me the list. Okay. Egypt, Assyria. It matters that you follow the right order. The right order, the right order is very, very important. I, I, I think um, Prolific PJ got it. Egypt. Assyria, then there was Babylon, there was Medio Persia, then there was Greece, and there was Rome, and there was the church age. So we are the seventh in the calendar of things. Okay. So the church age is the seventh, and um, thank you. You you went through the class effectively. That's that's uh, that's beautiful. So if you don't know what we are talking about, you didn't listen to the message for yesterday. Um, it was the last um, message of the week, which was um, Higher Life Conference, um, Volume Ten. There's already a new message of the week, just so you are aware. Um, we had to give you Higher Life Conference yesterday because last week we had missed it. Um, it didn't pop up quickly on the on the platform, so we didn't um, put it in the shadow. But for the one for this week, we're going to might we are likely going to adjust the weekly schedule to accommodate it much later in the week. Okay, so that that explains that statement. Some of these books tell us about different world governments that ruled the world as opportunities were given to them by God. And really, if you read about all of those places, all of those people, you find that it was actually God that gave them Cyrus. Remember the story of Cyrus, right? Cyrus um, and Dairos. Cyrus, for if you don't, if you don't remember anything, you remember I, I am Isaiah forty-five. Uh, is one of the prophetic um, 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 messages in the Bible that even we, as the new church. You know the 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 New Testament church. We we appropriate that prophecy even today. Cyrus was not a Jew, and you find that all of these governments there was there was there was this thing about them even favoring the Jew to some extent. I think that aside aside Egypt that was very very unkind to the Jews. But even if you look at it, they started out being very kind because when Joseph came into Egypt, Pharaoh. You know, when Pharaoh made him the prime minister, he allowed Joseph to bring in his entire family and he provided everything that they needed for them. But along the line, there was this Pharaoh that rose up that didn't know anything about Joseph. And he was one that started persecuting the Jews. Then in the time of Daniel, you find that the, the Daniel, they were in Babylon. 
with King Nebuchadnezzar, the likes of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So you find at different times, is it Dairos and Cyrus? You remember the likes of them, Ezra, then Nehemiah. These were people that obtained favor from the king at that time to do certain things for their people. So you find that this, this um, kings were really given power of God to rule at the time that they rule. And because of that, they had a heart for the church. Now the Old Testament church at the end, at the time. And it tells you that even in the time that we are in, these so-called world powers that appear wicked and tyrant, we can subject them to the rule of God, especially because this is not their time to rule. These other guys, it was even their time to rule and they subjected themselves to the will of God. How much more now when those who are ruling are actually the church? So let's read. These empires governed king nations and kingdoms for thousands of years until the church age. God didn't give any individual or group the opportunity to govern the world in the church age. That's why this their rubbish one world government is not going to work until we're out of this world. Instead, he established the name of Jesus Christ as the name by which anything can be legally done in this world as far as heaven is concerned. Did you hear that? The church age is exclusively left for the name of, the, of Jesus Christ. This name is to be used in governing things in heaven, in the earth, and under the earth. So we are the ones in charge. Why are we the ones in charge? Because we are the ones given the name. Um, was it, um, um, it, 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 even in the different messages that we've listened to in the course of this, this week or the last one week, even in understanding righteousness, you know, Pastor had continually explained to us the when he says, and we'll reign by. And Pastor was differentiating. He said, reign. Um, he said, by is the word dear in Greek, right? And he said he also means through. And he says it's different from the one that we, he says we will reign with. And that reigning with is in the millennium. How many of you remember that in the messages? I, I, I hope that when we listen to the messages, we really hear, you know, because um, don't just submit scorecard. Ah, I did project a message a day. Did you really go through the class? Ensure that you went through the class and ensure that you heard everything that you should hear. Praise God. So we are of that church and we are reigning by and reigning through. And pastor differentiated that from reigning with. Praise God. He, 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 he talked a lot about that in understanding righteousness because it is by righteousness that we reign. Praise God. So his name is used and he says that the church age is exclusively left for the name of Jesus Christ. His name is to be used in governing things in heaven and earth and under the earth. So we are the ones in charge and in control of things in this world. We are the ones to determine the destinies of the nations, not Satan. Yes, they were praying against the wildfires in Canada. So those of you who were interceding, you see that you are actually the one that should determine the destiny of Canada, not Satan who is instigating men to set those fires. Those fires are not natural. They are being set up. And Pastor explained that to us during your love world. Until the rapture of the church, we have the final say. If I, if I were reading a physical rhapsody now, I would have underlined the word final say. We have the final say on what becomes of our world. The Lord made us partakers of his divine nature. We are members of the heavenly pantheon. And in his name, we reassign the desolate heritages. That's God's plan. I would have underlined or highlighted in his name. We reassign the desolate heritages. That's God's plan. Praise God. Satan isn't going to be able to enforce his will and exert his influence on the nations as long as we are in this world. We can't discern his works and stratagems through the wisdom of God's word. And with our authority in the name of Jesus, we cut him off. Shout wherever you are, say, cut him off. Fire. We cut him off from the nations and establish the righteousness of our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. 
brothers and sisters, we have an authority that we can use. It's legal. It's exclusively for us. So when you read in your Bible about the great Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, you read about the Mediopetia, um, King Dairos, King Cyrus, so many amazing things. And, you know, it amazes me how that before Cyrus was born, if you read Jeremiah, you will see prophecies, even Isaiah, you see prophecies about him. He had not come, but there were so many prophecies about him before he was born. That Isaiah 45, did you know that as at the time that prophecy was written, um, Cyrus had not been born? Did you know? Yes, he hadn't been born. And he came and he fulfilled prophecy. If you give you confidence in the prophecy that has been spoken about you as new creations in Christ Jesus, brothers and sisters, we came to fulfill prophecy. And one of these prophecies is what we have studied about today in the Rap Studio of Realities. And we rule and we reign as prophesied concerning us. And so it is in Jesus' precious name. Amen. All right. I'll hand over to esteemed sister Oge for the next segment. Enjoy the rest of the devotion. I'll be back. Amen. We are ruling and reigning even now. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Amaka, for the Rhapsody of Reality segment. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone, depending on where you're connected from. So we're going to jump right into the Bible study segment of today's devotion. And I'm going to start with the further study. Just a second. Okay. I'm going to start with the further studies of today's devotion. I'll read from okay, Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1 to 3. God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, had in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he had appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the world, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had it by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hour with the beast. These have one mind and shall give their power and strength unto the beast. These shall make war with the lamb and the lamb shall overcome them for he is the lo for he is lord of lords and king of kings and they that are with him are called and chosen and faithful. Philippians chapter 2 verse 9 to 11 Wherefore God also had highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So we're going to go over to our confession and we'll take the confession together. You just repeat after me with your mics. Uh, your mics will remain muted. Thank you. So we'll take the confession together. The name of Jesus is the name above all names. His name is greater than every ruler, authority, government, and realm of power in existence. His name replaces maimed limbs, opens blind eyes, unstops deaf ears, and raises the dead. In the name of Jesus, I declare that there is peace, wholeness, wellness, healing, prosperity, and abundance in the nations of the earth. And the goodness of the Lord is continually experienced in the nations. Blessed be God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We'll proceed now to our one-year Bible reading plan. And we're reading from the message translation. If you're here joining us for the first time, for one Bible reading plan, we'll take the message translation. And I'll be reading from the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 8. Okay, 1 Corinthians chapter 8. Caption, freedom with responsibility. The question keeps coming up regarding meat that has been offered up to an idol. Should you attend meals where such meat is served or not? We sometimes tend to think we know all we need to know about 
We know all we need to know to answer these kinds of questions. But sometimes our humble hearts can help us more than our proud minds. We never really know enough until we recognize that God alone knows it all. Some people say, quite rightly, that idols have no actual existence, that there's nothing to them, that there is no God other than our one God, that no matter how many of these so-called gods are named and worshipped, they still don't add up to anything but a tall story. They say, again, quite rightly, that there is only one God, the Father, that everything comes from him and that he wants us to live for him. Also, they say that there is only one master, Jesus the Messiah, and that everything is for his sake, including us. Yes, it's true. In strict logic then, nothing happened to the meat when it was offered up to an idol. It's just like any other meat. I know, I know that and you know that. But knowing isn't everything. If it becomes everything, some people end up as knowing it alls, as know it alls, who treat others as know nothings. Real knowledge isn't that insensitive. We need to be sensitive to the fact that we're not all at the same level of understanding in this. Some of you have spent your entire lives eating idol meat and are sure that there's nothing bad in the meat that then becomes something bad inside of you. An imagination and conscience shaped under these conditions isn't going to change overnight. But fortunately, God doesn't trade us on our diet. We're neither commended when we clean our plates nor reprimanded when we just can't stomach it. But God does care when you use your freedom carelessly in a way that leads to a fellow believer still vulnerable to these old associations to be thrown off track. For instance, say you flaunt your freedom by going to a banquet thrown in honor of idols, where the main course is meat sacrificed to idols. Isn't there great danger if someone's still struggling over this issue? Someone who looks up to you as knowledgeable and mature sees you go into that banquet. The danger is that he will become terribly confused, maybe even to the point of getting mixed up himself in what his conscience tells him is wrong. Christ gave up his life for that person. Wouldn't you at least be willing to give up going to dinner for him? Because as you say, it doesn't really make any difference. But it does make a difference if you hurt your friend terribly, risking his eternal ruin. When you hurt your friend, you hurt Christ. A free meal here and there isn't worth it at the cost of even one of these weak ones. So never go to these idol-tainted meals. If there's any chance, it will trip up one of your brothers or sisters. And with that, we've come to the end of today's reading. Thank you so much, Esim Samaka, for this opportunity. Do have a great day, everyone. Enjoy the rest of the devotion. Over to you, uh, to the Old Testament team. God bless you. Just a second, Sister Oge. So um, this this particular chapter that we just read is very, very instructive for us, especially as Christians. And then you understand the the doctrine of... Um, um it's not it's not it's not you know sometimes people will ask you a question to say things like um show me in the bible where it says that some this thing um is a sin and what paul was trying to say here is that in our work with god and in in our interactions we must be very very conscious of the other person for instance when we talk about the issue of dressing it's, it's a lot about how it affects your brother and your sister. And that's the doctrine in this particular First Corinthians chapter 8. It was talking about meats, right? Because they know, th those who have knowledge know that this meat sacrificed to idols, the idols are not real. Do you understand that like they are not they are they are not gods you know somebody set up a stone somewhere and call it god they are not it's not real so he's saying that if you eat it out of knowledge it's okay but you see there's somebody who just came into the faith who has been subjected to a wrong doctrine before they came in and you are the example they are looking up to you are the example that they can see and he's saying that eating meat may not be wrong, but if it affects your brother's faith, he said, don't eat it. So now he's telling you, because in, in, in our work as Christians, there are two relationships that count. 
our relationship with God and our relationship with one another. If you look at the 10 commandments that God gave the children of Israel, the first five was relationship with God. The last five was relationship with others. It tells you that. It is, you know, you say, I beg, I beg, my, my Christianity is unto God. No, your Christianity is not just unto God. That's what he's telling you. Go and check the, I say it's Exodus 20. Go and check it. Ten commandments. If it was just unto God, all the ten should have been unto God. But even as at that time, God showed us that it's not just unto him. That's why he says that what you do for it to your brother, you do unto him. He just said it now, even in this chapter. He said, that thing that you are doing to your friend, you are doing it to me. It matters to God how we live our lives as Christians in a way that it affects the others. It's telling you that your Christianity affects the next person to you, whether in a positive way or in a negative way. So if as a sister you show up indecently dressed, then the brothers, even now, the sis, even we that are other sisters, were already distracted by your dressing. It's not even just the brothers anymore. You might say, oh, it's my dressing. I just want to look good. It's telling you that, no, no, no. It's not just about you. You need to go back and read this First Corinthians chapter 8 so that we understand Christianity. Many of us have a very wrong notion and very wrong understanding about this thing called Christianity. If you think it's just between you and God, no, we are in the equation. <laughs> it's just like a, a family that lives in the house. You say, ah, it's just between me and my parents. No, you have brothers and you have sisters. There's also relationship with your siblings. So we are your siblings in the God family. Factor us in the equation. It's not only your father. I don't know if you get it. Over to you, esteemed Brother Emmanuel. The Lord calls us to walk in wisdom. Thank you very much, esteemed Sister Makama. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Depending on where you're connected from. Um, thank you, Ma, for the exhortations. We are moving straight ahead to the Old Testament reading, and we'll be reading Psalms 120 to 127 today. Glory to God. Psalms 120. I'm in trouble. I cry to God, desperate for an answer. Deliver me from the liars, God. They smile so sweetly, but lie through their teeth. Do you know what's next? Can you see what's coming? All the bold-faced liars, pointed arrows and burning coals will, you, will be your reward. I'm doomed to live in Meshesh, cursed with a home in Kedar. My whole life lived camping among quarreling neighbors. I'm all for peace, but the minute I tell them so, they go to war. Psalms 121. <clears throat> I look up to the mountains. Does my strength come from mountains? No, my strength comes from God, who made heaven and earth and mountains. He wouldn't let you stumble. Your guiding God wouldn't fall asleep. Not on your life. Israel's guiding will never doze or sleep. God's your guardian, right at your side to protect you, shielding you from sunstroke, sheltering you from moonstroke. God guides you from every evil. He guards your very life. He guards you when you leave and when you return. He guards you now. He guards you always. Psalms 122. When they said, let's go to the house of God, my heart leaped for joy. And now we are here, O Jerusalem, inside Jerusalem's walls. Jerusalem, well-built city, built as a place for worship. The city to which the tribes ascend. All God's tribes go up to worship, to give thanks to the name of God. This is what it means to be Israel. Thrones for righteous judgment and set there, are set there. Famous David thrones pray for jerusalem's peace prosperity to all you jerusalem lovers friendly insiders get along hostile outsiders keep your distance for the sake of my family and friends i say it again live in peace for the sake of the house of our god god i'll do my very best for you psalms 123 i look to you heaven dwelling god Look up to you for help, like servants alert 
to their master's command like a maiden attending her lady. We are watching and waiting, holding our breath, awaiting your word of mercy. Mercy, God, mercy. We've been kicked around long enough, kicked in the teeth by complacent rich men, kicked when we are down by arrogant brutes. Psalms 124. If God hadn't been for us, altogether now Israel sing out. If God hadn't been for us, when everyone went against us, we would have been swallowed alive by their violent anger, swept away by the flood of rage, drowned in the torrent. We would have lost our lives in the wild, raging water. Oh, blessed be God. He didn't go off and leave us. He didn't abandon us defenseless, helpless as a rabbit in the pack of snailing dogs. We've flown free from their fangs, free of their traps, free as a bird. Their grip is broken. We are free as a bird in flight. God's strong name is our help, the same God who made heaven and earth. Psalms 125. Those who trust in God are like Zion mountain. Nothing can move it. A rock-solid mountain you can always depend on. Mountains encircle Jerusalem and God encircles his people. Always has, always has and always will. The first of the wicked, the feast of the wicked will never violate what is due the righteous. Provoking wrongful violence, be good to your good. Be good to your good people, God, to those whose hearts are right. God will round up the back the backsliders, corral them with their incorrigibles, peace over Israel. Psalms 126. It seemed like a dream, too good to be true, when God returned Zion's exiles. We laughed, we sang, we couldn't believe our good fortune. We were the talk of the nations. God was wonderful to them. God was wonderful to us. We are one happy people. And now, God, do it again. Bring rains to our drought-stricken lives. So those who planted their crops in despair will shout, yes, at the harvest. So those who went off with heavy hearts will come home laughing with armloads of blessings. And Psalms 127, if God doesn't build the house, the builders only build shacks. If God doesn't guard the city, the night watchman might as well nap. It's useless to rise early and go to bed late and walk your worried fingers to the bone. Don't you know he enjoys giving rest to those he loves? Don't you see that, that children are God's best gift? The fruit of the womb is generous legacy. Like a warrior's fist full of arrows are the children of a vigorous youth. Oh, how blessed are you parents with your kivas full of children. Your enemies don't stand a chance against you. You sweep them right off your doorstep. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And that brings us to the end of the Old Testament reading. Thank you once again, esteemed Sister Maka. I'll now hand over to the affirmation team. God bless you, everyone. Do have a prolific day. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, esteemed Brother Emmanuel. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, esteemed family, depending on where you are connected from. Welcome to the affirmation segment. Esteemed family, the affirmation is on the screen. Kindly unmute your mic. <laughs> Thank you. 
Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for this opportunity. Esteemed family, the affirmation is in the Telegram group. I now hand over to the communion team. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Sister Francisca. Good morning. Um, at this point, we'll be going into our communion segment and our text is taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus, we thank you for your body that was broken for us. We thank you for giving yourself so that we would never be broken again. We thank you for giving us dominion in life. And as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we affirm your eternal life that is at work in us, in every facet of our being. And we declare that our path is the path of a shining light that shines brighter. We are light givers. I will break this bread in remembrance of you. Go ahead and break the bread and eat it. After the same manner also, he took the cup when he had supped, saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. These do ye as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he comes. Oh, we thank you. We thank you for the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed for us. We thank you for the cup of this New Testament. We thank you for the rich fellowship and unrestricted access that we have to heaven. Thank you, everlasting King. We thank you for the life that you have given us. And as we drink this cup, we affirm of this life that we've received. And we declare that we are debt-free 
We are sickness-free. We are indestructible. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. And every battle ahead of us has already been won. We've been declared victors in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We've been declared victors in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. We receive this victory and we are conscious of it. And we walk with boldness, with courage. Thank you, Father. Go ahead and take the cup now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Steve Stamaka and our esteemed co-host. Now hand over to the celebration team. Thank you. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you so much, esteemed Brother King. Good morning, family. Glory to God. It's the celebration segment. Thank you, esteemed Stamaka, for this opportunity. If it's your birthday, the birthday of a loved one, a special event or occasion, I'd like for us to celebrate with you today, the 23rd of August 2023. I'd like for you to quickly come to the chat room and tell us about it. And if this is your first time of joining us in Inspired by the Word, we'd like for you to come to the chat room, tell us your full name, your first name, your last name, what state or city you're connected from, if you're connected from Nigeria. If you are connected from outside Nigeria, please do let us know your country and of course who invited you glory to god okay i think pastor Ndapandla says today i celebrate my daddy it's his 77th birthday um praise god mr rehibim joseph shindume the chief of the shindume clan who has protected provided uh and profess okay skip skipping profess for us happy birthday to him happy birthday to your dad dear esteemed pastor glory to god okay okay sir francisca says today is the head of hr's birthday her name her name is raylene happy happy birthday to her glory to god Okay, so Sister Joan said it's my first time. So Sister Joan, please do give us the details we asked for. Where are you connected from and who invited you? Sister Vanessa says, today is my sister's birthday. Her name is Daniela Iwena. Iwenya. Happy, happy birthday to your sister. So Joan, what state in Nigeria are you connected from? Who invited you? Um, Sister Weldy Chirima says, today is my friend's birthday. His name is Donald. Happy, happy birthday to your friend. Glory to God. Okay, so Sister Joan was invited by Sister Jennifer Francis. You are welcome. You are welcome. We are delighted to have you in our midst today. Glory to God. She, Sister Joan is connected from Abia State. Makosha Kabaya, Leko Sufrek Tiju Paradega Basunda Kalabashata. Gande Sufrek Tiju Paradega. Lord, we thank you for everyone celebrating their birthdays today. We thank you for their lives, our ending springs of the miraculous. Hallelujah. They are growing, increasing in the knowledge of your word. Hallelujah. Yes, it's joy unspeakable for them and they are demonstrating and effecting dominion in their lives in this season oh lord we thank you they are working in your part in your part of excellence joy blessings increase in the name of the lord jesus christ and we thank you for every one of our first timers connected today we thank you because these ones are maturing in your word hallelujah they are coming to that full maturity of the word thank you precious father for in jesus name we pray amen we have another first timer sister uh Okay, Amichi Chirima, she says, my name is Chirima Amichi, connected from Benin, and I was invited by Brother Israel Odikba. You are welcome, you are welcome. Comrade Martin says, today I celebrate my daddy. He went to church on Sunday after so many years. Glory to God. Thank God for the consistent prayer. Congratulations. So our dear first-timers, we have online spaces in the chat room. Please do join so that you can participate in everything that we are doing. It's in the chat room. Glory, glory, glory to God. Thank you all so much and congratulations all our celebrants. Over to you, SM Stamaka. Thank you so much, Ma, for this opportunity. Glory to God. God. Thank you, esteemed Pastor Deborah, and thank you to all our different co-hosts who have handled a segment or the other. 
um, quickly, we have about 10 minutes and I want us to, um, so in your meditation today, I want to draw your attention to um, um, two or three keywords as time will permit us. So I want you to check up in your dictionary what it means to test. What does it mean to test? You know, Malachi 3.10 is God calling us to test him. So please check quickly. My dictionary checkers, check what it means to test. Um, test is a noun and is also a verb, a verb to test. So if you are um, looking at your dictionary, you probably find that, um, okay, so Sister Bera, that's test as a noun. And he says that a test is a procedure intended to establish the quality, performance, or reliability of something, especially before it is taken into widespread use. As in now, he says to take measures to check the quality, performance, or reliability of something, especially before putting it into widespread use. Um a challenge or a trial, an ex examination. Okay, so there's, um. okay, all the definitions right now are similar, but there's one I want you to, um, um, because we're dealing with a person here, um, I'm, I'm going to give you um, a definition that, that stands out for me. It says, to judge, or measure someone's proficiency or knowledge by means of a test, then it says review the strengths or capabilities of someone or something by putting them under a string. So you find several definitions for the word to test. And God calls us to test him. It's like we're trying, he's telling us to test his character. That's literally what it's asking us to do. Now, this is the word to test. Then check to put to test is, 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 a, is an idiom. To put to test, check it, is an idiom. Quickly, to put to test. An idiom is usually like a group of phrase um a, a short sentence that has a meaning together has anyone seen the idiom all right thank you sister elerwani so it says to cause someone or something to be in a situation that shows how strong good etc that person or thing really is so this is what the spirit of god was telling us in malachi 3 and verse 10 when he says to put to test now there's even a translation that says i challenge you to put to test so if you even if you check the word challenge that just brings on a whole different meaning to it but he says to cause someone or something to be in a situation so god is telling you that Pay your tithes and put me in that situation where I can prove that I am God. And then in proving that he's God, he now said, he said, if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out. Pour is the next word I want us to check. Check the meaning of pour. You know, sometimes we use certain words and um, we don't we don't realize what we are saying. We don't realize what, how powerful those words are. So can you quickly check the meaning of poor? P-O-R-E, P-O-U-R. P-O-U-R. To flow rapidly in a steady stream. So when he says, I will pour, it's not once off. It's not just telling you that I'll just do it once so that you understand what now follows. He said to flow rapidly in a steady stream, to come or go in a steady stream and in large numbers. Did you see that? In large numbers. So pouring is not some simple action. It's flowing rapidly. 
it's steady. That means it doesn't stop. It's consistent. And then it's in large numbers. So in synonyms, you see words like flow, stream, gush, surge, erupt. You see such kind of words. So brothers and sisters, the life that God, then another, another word, another definition, he says to fall heavily. So he's telling you that I'm going to cause blessings to fall heavily on you. And this now shows you, it now brings you to the picture of 2 Corinthians 9 and verse 8, when it says you will have more than enough such that you will not require aid or support because he would have poured out astonishing blessings, unquantifiable blessings, blessings that flow in rapid streams, in steady streams, in unstoppable streams, heavy blessings, plenteous blessings, excessive blessings, so you don't just have your needs met, but you have more than enough. He says you have more than enough to do all kinds of good things for other people. That's CV translations. All kinds of good things for other people. Brothers and sisters, this is the God that we're dealing with. This is the God that we're dealing with. So as you meditate today, let the meaning of these words put more understanding and more excitement to your meditation. Praise God. And um, as you listen to all of the messages, you see the faithfulness of God. You see who God is. You're, you, did you read Romans 11 yesterday? Did you read it? So many striking things in Romans 11. Did you read Proverbs? Um, these things that you read, like I said, don't read them because it's scorecard. You want to submit your scorecard. No, don't read them that way. Read them because you want to get the best. You know, yesterday I was reading Romans in um, 28 to 29. It says in TPT 11, 28, 29, it said, not many of the Jews are opposed to the gospel, but their opposition has opened the door of the gospel to you who are not Jewish. Yet, they are still greatly loved by God because of their ancestors, because their ancestors were divinely chosen to be his. And when God chooses someone and graciously imparts gifts to him, they are never rescinded. You know, I want to say to somebody here, you probably feel like you've made some mistakes in your life and you feel like um, you are not going to be able to fulfill purpose anymore or that God has changed his mind and or that God has taken away his blessings because, you know, David said that before I was afflicted, I went astray. Yes, your wrongdoing may have caused an affliction, but there is a God that has not changed his mind about you. Now, what you need to do is take the hand of the enemy away from your life. You've, you've, you've already repented. You've, you've, come out of the situation, but you don't seem to have forgiven yourself and you don't seem to believe that God still cares about you. Go and read this Romans 11, 28 to 29 TPT. The thing about God is that when he chooses you, he doesn't change his mind. God stays true to the friendship. As we see with Abraham and his seed, no matter what Israel did, you know, you read the Bible and sometimes you are even upset with the Israel. You wish that you could see them and use Cain to flog them. How many of you feel that way when you read the Bible sometimes? But God would, for, they, they, till today, they are God's people and they will forever be his people. Do you know that even after the church age, God has a plan for Israel's salvation? Many of them did not believe in the Jesus that came. Now, it opened the door to the Gentiles. But after the age of the Gentiles, after the church age, God revisits Israel just because of Abraham. Brothers and sisters, believe in God's choice of you. Believe in God's love for you and believe in his choice for you. Thank you so much for your time. Ensure that you have a great day. I'll hand over to esteem. Um, okay, Pastor Ndapandula. Um, okay, so concerning your um, offerings, like we always will say, 
um, we don't give our offerings here. We send it to our churches, but we recognize the fact that we have been blessed by the word and giving an offering after you've received the word, after you've been impacted by the spirit of God in a place like this or in a situation like this is, uh, is, is, a, is a worship, is, a, is an offering of worship and is an offering of gratitude to say, Father, thank you. I've received something of you and I'm grateful. So go ahead and send your offerings to your churches, to yourselves, however it is that you send your, you give your offerings. And we pray that um, um, having been sanctified by the spirit of God, your offerings are acceptable unto God and good measure pressed down, shaking together and running over. Men will give unto your bosom explosive abundant harvest is your lot even this day excuse me in jesus precious name as you go about your day as you meditate as you carry out your tasks the spirit of the lord is with you he guides you he helps you he strengthens you he directs you and you walk in exceptional wisdom wisdom that teaches you what to do when and how to do what to do and that's what brings you tremendous results in your path. It's victory all the way for you, as the word has said. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Enjoy your day and um, ensure that you um, give time to that idea that the Lord has given you. I'd like us to unmute our mics at this moment and to share the benediction. Amen. 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 Amen.